We've been going through a series called Passages, and I've been excited about this series as it has given us opportunity to, to look at the scriptures and different scriptures and how they have impacted the lives of different people. When I first got the idea for this series, and, and I had a couple things in mind, one of the things is I wanted you to hear from other people who've been a part of Genesis and be able to associate some other faces with things that are taking place in the lives of some of the people that are here. And one of the first persons that came to mind when I thought about doing this series is, is Joe, who's going to be sharing first this morning. Uh, Joe has been a part of Genesis for, gosh, almost the beginning. He came to the Bible study, he and Joanna's family. And Joe has been ministering faithfully in Juvenile Hall for about five years now. Every week he goes down there and he shares with the kids who are there in Juvenile Hall. And he's just doing it because it's his desire. He's not sponsored by anybody. He's not, you know, being paid by Genesis or anybody. It's the desire that he has in his heart. And I've gotten to know Joe a little bit better over the past few years. He has opened up to me some. And I've gotten to see that there is genuinely a person who cares for the things of God and wants to be transformed by the things of God. And that has impressed me greatly. And so, again, when I thought of this series on passages, Joe was the first person actually who came to mind that I thought, I would like to hear what God is speaking to this man and how he has used the scriptures to, to minister to him and shape his life. So would you welcome Joe as he comes up and shares with us. Sam asked me to um, share, you know. Um, I was touched. I wanted to share, you know. I really wanted to share. Uh, can you hear me fine, or is that okay? Or? Okay. Right. Um, it's just because I can hear myself echo. It makes me even more nervous. Um, okay. All right. <laughs> Thanks. Um, can we just bow our head and, and go to the Lord in prayer? Father God, uh, it's come to you this morning, Lord, and uh, I thank you for this opportunity to share what you've done in my life, uh, what you've done in my heart, uh, what you spoke to me when you spoke to me in this passage 20 years ago, Lord. I've never forgotten it. I've always remembered it's been a part of my life ever since then. I just thank you for that, Lord, and I just pray, Father, that you would uh, give me your words to share today. Uh, remove this nervousness from me, God. Uh, just, uh, just allow me to share your love as, it's, as it spoke to me that day, Father, as it speaks to me each and every day of my life. Thank you and praise you for this day. May you be honored and glorified, Father. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. All right. Sounds like an earthquake. It was gonna... <laughs> All right. Um, you know, when, when, when Sam, you know, uh, asked me about these, these scriptures, you know, you know, if I wanted to share, I immediately thought of two scriptures. You know, the first one being 1 Corinthians 1. 26 or 31, it's not 12, <laughs> but I noticed that, but that's probably my bad, 
Um, I probably didn't explain it right. And, you know, I thought about that scripture because when it spoke to me, you know, and then I thought about Luke 19, 1 and 10. Zacchaeus, tax collector, you know, I'm an accountant now. <laughs> so I, I thought about that one too, you know. Um, but before I can, you know, get to how it, how it actually ministered to me. I, I have 20 minutes, right, Sam? So I'll try to stop at, at 11. Um, how it ministered to me, I, I have to first get to, to the point where, where I was in my life at that time, which was, you know, I mean, I've gone to church with a number of people here, faces that I know since before my daughters were born, you know, 17, you know, known some of these people a long time. You know, some of my brothers, Sam, his wife, you know, a lot, you know, a lot of, you know, I mean, a lot of you guys, you know, and, you know, and, and, and you know, some of the stuff that I'm going to share today is going to hit you. You're going to be like, whoa, and it, really, I never heard you talk about that or whatever, you know, and it's like I told Sam, I said, I'm not sure if you wanted me to share, you know, because I was really bad, you know. I was a really, you know, bad person. Oh, I wasn't. Let me just read this and then where I was at to kind of put it where I was and how I felt, right? You know, um, as a teenager, I mean, up front, I always tell my kids this you can pull a kid out of the ghetto, but you can't pull the ghetto out of the kid. <laughs> That's where I was from. That's where I was raised, you know? And um, as a kid, I grew up, and, and, and death, drugs, violence, things of this nature, they were just commonplace to me where I grew up. Um, you know, parents, you know, I'm, I'm just, I'm going to make this as minimal as possible, but I have to get to this in order for you to see where I was. You know, um, the thing I had in common with my friends was our parents, our relatives, everybody was like, Gangs, violence, jails, death. That was pretty much where we went, where I lived, where I grew up. That's what it was. That's where we went. We didn't finish high school. We didn't go to school. We didn't obey the laws. We didn't. Our parents didn't give us good role models. We didn't come to church. Um, I came a couple of times a year with my grandfather, um, you know, and... I mean, you know, I, I became part of that, that environment, you know, and I was part of that environment. I gave in, I was weak, I was, you know, I choose, I cho I made the, the point I want to make sure, and it's a point that I always make, is I chose, I chose, I made the choices. I could have said no, I, I didn't have to give in to the peer pressure, but I did. I was weak, I was insecure, I was a teenager, I was a young man. My father said a man was supposed to be like this, and this is what you do, and you don't cry, and you're this, this, and this. You don't run from nobody, you don't, you don't say nothing, you know, you don't know nothing. And, you know, this is the environment where I grew up, right? And this is what was taught to me. And, and, and you know, I could have been different, I could have stood up, I could have, you know. And, 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 you know, um, I didn't, and I 
did those things from my youth, you know, from my teenage years and my young adult life. But inside, there was something inside of me that said, this isn't right. There was a man who wanted to go to college. There was a man who wanted to go to school. There was a man who wanted a wife, wanted kids, wanted to live rightly. I knew I wanted to live right. And I knew in, and I knew in my head, in my heart, you know, sometimes I would go by myself to church. I would walk, because, you know, as a Catholic, I used to walk to St. Joseph's in Pomona and you know, walk a couple miles to go just to sit there, because I knew that to get right, I had to be right with God, you know? So to, to make things short, you know, I only got 10 more minutes, <laughs> you know, what it was is, you know, I paid a lot of consequences. Um, my youth, placements, different, different things, you know, a lot of places. I seen a lot of things as a kid, things that adults really don't see. I mean, when I came to my wife, when I, you know, I mean, I told my daughter yesterday, I go, hope me, I told her, me, I hope I don't embarrass you, right? Because, you know, daddy's always been good with them. Daddy's raised them in the Lord. Daddy's always been a law-abiding. He said, daddy went to college. Daddy was is a normal person, you know. Daddy's a, a good, responsible guy. He doesn't do those things around, never has. You know, and that's all God, you know. That's all God. You know, my wife's never seen me do any of those things. Never did any of those things. I was never around that stuff. She never brought it around my children. Never. You know, that's all God, you know. But the thing was, I was in that last place, and I remember I was there, and I remember I was sitting on that bed in, you know, one of those um, placements and things, nice cots and stuff. And um, I remember hitting my knees, and I remember praying. And I remember going to this scripture, and it's in 1 Corinthians, verses uh, 26 through 31. And I'm getting old, so I need my glasses now, right? And, and, and what it said, it says is, I read it. When I read it, see, the reason why I had to go there with that stuff was to let you know where I felt. I felt, I came from the bottom, basically, to me. I came from the bottom. I felt like I was the bottom. I felt that my future was the bottom. I had nobody to guide me, direct me, show me, lead me the right way. I had nobody to take me. You know, our children are blessed because they have these things, right? I didn't have those things, you know? And it, you know, and, 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 and through that, God birthed the importance of me to give that to my children, to reach out to those boys in the juvenile halls that I do these last five years, to share with them God's love for them so that they can know about it just like I found out that day. You know, it says, verses 26 through 31, it says, for you see your calling, brethren, how not many wise men after the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called. But God has chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. God has chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things which are mighty. 
and the base things and the dis things that you despise God has chosen. That scripture spoke to me so powerfully because I felt like the despised thing. Where I grew up, we're the dirty people. Those are the people you don't trust. You keep those, stay away from those people. Those people are bad. You stay away from them. When I go to share God's word with the boys from Juvenile Hall, even my daughter, Matrina, she says, oh, you're going to go share with the bad boys? Mia, they're not bad boys. They're boys. You know, they're boys, you know. But that's how, I, you know, I, to me, I mean, I was viewed that way, and I was looked at that way, and I felt that way. More importantly, I felt that way inside. But God's word showed me that he came even for people like me. Despise things. Base things. Base is the bottom. That's where you lay your foundation, right, Val? It's the bottom. That's where you start. And that's where I was. That's where I felt in myself. I felt unworthy. I felt lonely. I felt like I couldn't be loved. Like there was no hope that I was just going to die that way, just like my friends. Just like them. And that's what I felt like, you know? The scripture spoke to me so powerfully. And, and, and it said the despising, the things God has chosen, and the things which are not to bring to not the things which are, that no flesh should glory in his presence. Right? And then I'll read 30 and 31 at the end. It spoke to me so strongly. And I prayed, and I asked God, and I said, Lord, when I go home, I need you to help me, please. I'll give my life to you. Help me, though. Show me, lead me, guide me, direct me how to live for you, because I didn't know. I had no one to show me. I had no one to show me. No one that came from where I came from. Nobody to show me, you know? And I used to tell my wife, you know? I feel so, you know? And, you know, I mean, Sam's known me 17 years, and I mean, we really don't, I don't talk much, right, Sam? I mean, I've always, you know, this stuff has, has held in me, you know? But when I read this scripture, I felt God's presence in my heart. And he was going to help me. He was like, you're lonely. You're there. You feel alone. You feel, you know, unloved. You can't, you know, you don't know where to go. You don't know how to. I'm here. And I felt it. He was there. He was with me right there. So I went home. I went to church with my mom the first day. I gave my life to him. And I've been walking with him ever since. You know, I went back to school. I met a pretty girl. We got married. We had kids. They're big now. <laughs> you know? Um, you know, I followed him. You know, I, 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 you know, not perfectly. You know, I don't live perfect. I'm not good. I'm not perfect. You know? But I walk with him. And, and the thing is, you know, what I hope I encourage you with today is this. 
is you know you know so for me it was because I was in the ghetto and all that stuff and whatever that's all blah blah stuff whatever but you know the thing was I felt alone right I felt insecure I didn't know which way to go I knew I wanted to go be somewhere I wanted to do things for God but I didn't know how to get there what I need you know to do how, how to get there we all feel insecure you don't have to grow up in the ghetto right we all have indecision we all don't know absolutely we all fail and fall short we all do that we all do that you know but the thing that I hope that I can get across you know is that God's there and we know we know because he's been there in his word it illuminates the darkness in Psalms 119. It talks about he lights a path for me to go. Which way do I go, God? How do I get there? How am I going to strengthen me, encourage me, build me up, show me, lead me, guide me, direct me? He does all of that. And he tells us all that in his word. His word illuminates the darkness. It illuminates. It reveals. It reveals deception that's in front of us. It speaks to us. It speaks to us. It shows us the sin that's within us. It shows us because we deceive ourselves and we don't even see it. You know, we rationalize. You know, we, you know, well, I do. Okay, I do. You know, and 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 I. We don't. All of us are in situations where we don't know where to go. You know, we're times when we're weak, when we feel alone. You know what? God strengthens us in those times. He comforts us in those times. He guides us in those times. He lightens the path. He directs our steps. He takes us. He says, come to me, all you who are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Walk with me. He calls us. You know, that's beautiful. How he, you know, I... I just had to give you where I came, you know, just so you could see I was alone. I was, didn't know where to go. I, you know, I didn't know how to get there, you know. But God allowed me to be the, that little voice that was inside when I was in the ghetto and I was scared. When I wanted to go to school, wanted to go to college, wanted to do the right things. But I gave in to what my dad said, and then when I went to college, my dad was like, oh, well, you're wasting your time there, you're not going to get, but when I graduated college, my dad had the biggest sign there, raising it back and forth, he was so proud, he was so proud, you know, I was able to live a new life, I was able to raise my children in the Lord, be married with my wife, walk, walk with him, you know, and most importantly, for the last five years, I've gotten to go and share his word with these boys who are lost, who feel alone, who feel just like I did, who feel just like I did. God used it. God used my sin. God used my weakness. God used my despair. God used it all. And just like the scripture says in verse 30 and 31 when it finishes, it says, But if he, him are ye in Christ Jesus, who of God has made us, made unto us, Christ Jesus has made unto us wisdom, righteousness, sanctification, redemption. 
He has redeemed us. He has sanctified us. He's, he has forgiven us. He did that for me. I was a dirty piece in Ron and ghetto trash. That's what I was. I mean, I've known Alex for 17 years. I think that's the first time he heard me say that. <laughs> you know? But that's what I was. That's where I came from. But God loved me. And he loves all of us. And I get to go share that with those boys. That God loves them too. And that's a blessing. That's immeasurable. That's something I get to do. And um, I did it in time. Thanks. I guess it was okay. Thank you very much for allowing me to share. Can we close in prayer? Father God, I just want to thank you. I just praise you and thank you once again for everything you did in my life. For everything you do in our lives. For you are God. You are there for us. All we have to do is go to you. You are there with us ever. Just as in Psalms, Lord, it says, David says, where can I go? I can go to hell. I can go to dark. I can go to heaven. Go from darkness. There's no way, nowhere we can go that will be away from your presence. And I just thank you for that love, for your love, God. I hope and pray that you are honored and glorified today. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. All right, thanks. You know, there are usually only a few things that take place in our lives that bring monumental change. Events that happen that mark us and our direction forever. I, I can look back at my life and point out some of those times. I know my, my wedding day was one of those. I was never the same, you know, after that. And it's in a good way. My children being born, I remember that event and I remember how it shaped my life and made me powerful in my voice. Uh, how it moved my life in my responsibilities and gave me direction and focus that, again, changed the course of my life and how I would live. And usually there's only a few things like that. And you might have things similar. It might be graduating college. It might be getting a job, a certain job. It might be whatever it is that marks your life and changes the direction. But it's only a few things that actually, that actually does that. And as we began this series, what I wanted to convey and, and what Joe did just beautifully is how God is able to use the words in Scripture and make a change in our lives. To, to move us to a place that we would not have gone had we not heard. You know, so many times we, we think of, again, this as, well, this is the Bible, and yeah, you're supposed to read the Bible, but why do we read the Bible? Well, because it's the Bible, and you're supposed to read the Bible. And it has no depth and it has no practicality so many times. And if you've grown up in church, 
You've known about these things. You've heard the stories. You, you maybe even had flannel board pictures of Jonah and then the whale and all those things and, and know about these things and they are helpful to you, but it's never been God speaking to you. And, and as we started this series, you know, we started it off with 2 Timothy 3.16, where it says, All scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness, so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. And we've seen how God has used these scriptures to teach, to, to correct, to rebuke, and to train up in righteousness those who have spoken with Joe, with Mike, with Corinne. But what about with you? You see, if we, we don't give him opportunity to speak, we miss out on those life directional changes that are so important to us. I was going to share a different passage, but as Joe was talking, I, I was reminded of something that took place in Nehemiah that was a powerful moment for me. And in Nehemiah chapter 8, we have Ezra, the high priest, they, they find a copy of the law as they're rebuilding Jerusalem. And as they come across this, Ezra stands up, he opens the book in verse 5, he says, he opened the book, all the people could see him because he was standing above them. And he opened it and the people all stood up. Ezra praised the Lord, the great God, and all the people lifted their hands and responded, Amen. Then they bowed down and worshiped the Lord with their faces to the ground. And it says the Levites and all these other people that were there instructed the people in the law. While the people were standing there, they read from the book of the law of God, making it clear, and that's really important, understanding it and giving the meaning that the people understood what was being read. Then Nehemiah, the governor, Ezra, the priest and the teacher of the law and the Levites who were instructing the people said to them, this day is holy to the Lord, your God. Do not mourn or weep for all the people had been weeping as they listened to the words of the law. And what struck me here is as the people heard the truth, as God had revealed what his will was for the people and they saw their condition, they said, I'm not doing that. I'm not living as I should be living. They, they started weeping. They started mourning. They saw the, the chasm between God and themselves and, and what they had been doing. And as Joe was sharing, he saw, he, he knew the man he wanted to be and he knew he wasn't that man. And as he read the scripture, he had this understanding that God has this for me. For people just like me. And what I love about this passage here is as I got to stay near the mic, I want to walk. Uh, as I read this passage, one of the things that strikes me is, you know, right after they hear this and they're weeping, Nehemiah says, stop mourning. Stop weeping. And in fact, he goes on in verse 10 and he says, Go and enjoy choice food and sweet drink and send some to those who have nothing prepared. This day is holy to the Lord. Do not grieve for the joy of the Lord is your strength. How many times have we maybe thought that this, oh, this is a holy moment. Shh, 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 quiet. It's holy. Nehemiah goes, no, this is holy. Man, get some food. 
And that's why we have food on most of our functions, because it's a holy moment. Enjoy. Because the joy of the Lord is our strength. God has spoken to us. He has revealed more of himself to us. That is an amazing thing. And when you open scripture and God speaks to you, even if it's convicting, I believe you should rejoice. I believe that you should celebrate. I think you should not grieve, but joy, have joy, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. He has opened his truth up to you. He has made it known. And it says they went on and they celebrated. They gathered and had the Feast of Tabernacles there. And they spent a whole week just partying. Because the joy of God had been made known to them. The whole purpose of our passage series is for you to get an understanding that God is postured to speak to you. He is leaning into you. All he's waiting for is you to lean your ear into his voice and allow him to speak. And the scriptures are one of the ways that he speaks clearly. And so we've wanted to give you some insight into the people who have heard God speak through these scriptures and how it has marked their lives and changed their lives. I know that there are some of you here this morning who say, I really need to know. I really want a change of life. I need a change of heart. I want to change who I am. And we want you to, to lean in to God's voice and to pick up the scriptures and to read. Because maybe the change that's needing to take place is on the next page. This is not just a book. This is God-breathed words for us. And as I shared the first time when we started this series, sometimes I read this and it might as well be a dictionary. It's just not coming through. But all it takes is... A moment and a spark takes place just like Joe shared when he read that passage where you'll turn the page and I was going through Nehemiah this stood out to me they heard they were grieved and he said celebrate I've made myself known to you celebrate and when God makes himself known to us it's cause for celebration and again our point in this series is to whet your appetite, to get you hungry, to get you curious. How can God speak to me through the passages of Scripture? Be curious, because he loves the curious. Remember Moses? He saw that bush and he was curious. Why isn't it burning? His curiosity led him to an encounter with God. Maybe your curiosity into the scripture here. What is it about this book will lead you to an encounter with God that will mark your lives forever? How glorious. What reason to celebrate. And I'm so excited about this series. I mean, that's the most I've heard Joe speak in 17 years. 
not literally, but just about. But I know he has a story to share. And I know he shares it faithfully every week with those kids, those boys. Not the bad boys, just the boys. And I know there are more here who have stories to share, and I'm excited as we continue this series to hear from them how God has spoken to them. And again, I hope it, it incites our curiosity, our wonder, that we too would see, why doesn't that bush burn? What is it about that book that speaks to people and changes their lives? And maybe you'll find that God speaks to you changes your life, reveals himself, makes something clear to you, and then you can respond even as Nehemiah told them, rejoice, go get something to eat. This is reason to celebrate. God has just revealed himself to you. Let's pray. Lord, I am thankful and encouraged by the things that you have ministered to my heart through Joe. And again, how you are able to reveal yourself to us in the, the pages of these books. And Lord, that does make me curious. That does make me want to hear from you more. And so I am encouraged to, to read more. I'm encouraged to seek you in these books. And God, I know I'm not alone in being hungry to hear your voice for wanting you to teach me, for wanting you to correct me, for wanting you to, to train me up in righteousness, for, for needing you to rebuke me. Lord, these are your words breathed out to us. And as we hear from you, may we understand and rejoice. God, you are good. We are thankful again for this time. May you continue to draw us to yourself. May you continue to, to incite our curiosity. Father, may we seek after you. We thank you, Lord, again in Jesus' name. Amen.